This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Welcome everybody to your AEW Dynamite review for August 11th, 2021. Dynamite comes to us this week from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. A lot, a lot more uh, story development in tonight's show. Yeah, this was a good show. I wouldn't say it was, you know, outstanding. It doesn't mean just because it wasn't all fireworks and, you know, streamers doesn't mean that it was a horrific thing to see. It just no. means that I think they're saving a lot for the next few shows coming up. There, yeah, because there, there are some, there may be some fireworks and streamers. Yeah, uh, just just over the horizon. So uh, yeah, this is this may be one of those brace yourselves yeah. kind of shows. And also, uh, we are literally what um just under a month away from all out. So everything is sort of now slotting into place. There's not really mm-hmm. any big like. Oh my god moments because pretty much everything that's being set up now is for the oh my god moments at yeah. all out. So yeah. things do kind of not simmer down, but they do kind of ease off slightly when we're leading up to pay per view. Yeah. And because AEWs are like you know only for a year, you mm-hmm. don't get you don't get the the lull, and then you pick back up. You you get a very slow little decrease. Mm. And then you'll mm-hmm. peak right back up and then you'll start right again. But also, we've got Rampage starting tomorrow night as we're recording this. But it will yes. be tonight yeah. if you're listening to this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So, there's a few things that they've got going on as well, which I think might be why this kind of just, you know, it had its moments. But apart from that, mm. it just, you know, tracked along nicely, we should say. Yeah, but I do, I do agree that you said we're a month away from all out, and I think mm. the, the closer we get, the shows are going to start getting heavier. The weight mm. of the words, the decisions that are yeah. being made as the stories progress, because there's only a handful of matches made, mm-hmm. uh, some that are still in question. Um, yep. I'll get into that, but um, yeah. So every every little thing that happens on the show is going to be magnified even more because it's we're really getting close to all out, and we're mm-hmm. you know getting close to. Obviously, the debut of Rampage and the the August twentieth episode of Rampage, which is feels like a little bit of a pay per view, the yeah. way it, it, the build to it is. So, a lot of stuff coming. Uh, but before we get uh, straight into this show, uh, I want to remind everybody to check out all of our content that comes out each week: our Dynamite reviews, Rampage reviews, Q and As, topic discussions, interviews, and reviews and previews of pay per views. And you can also now check out when this is coming out mm-hmm. on our Twitter because yes. we have a schedule. We do have a schedule. It is pinned at the top of our Twitter. So also, don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. Yeah, Cam. So, Sarah. Yes. Are you ready to talk some dynamite? Let's go. All right. The show started with Maxwell Jacob Friedman 
gracing us with a presence to start the show, uh, along with Wardlow. And he says that Jericho had to go through so much punishment to get through the first three labors. And it sure has made for some entertaining TV. But even if he gets past his Titan tonight, that Titan being Wardlow, that he'll still realize that MJF is better than him, and he knows it. Then he told Wardlow to get the job done, and Wardlow didn't seem too happy about that. And to top it off, MJF did this whole promo while eating an apple. Just want to add that. So, how'd you like this as a way to open the show? We love to hate him, don't we, so, so much. <laughs> yeah. You just want to punch your TV screen sometimes. Um, this was brilliant because... The one thing I hope everyone realized was they've not dropped the angle of Wardle potentially still turning on MJF. No, those seeds. He he turned round to MJF mm. and he was like, "You need to get the job done." And MJF was like, "Yeah." It, like Wardle's like, "Yeah, of course." He went, "You had Cody in a cage. You couldn't get that done." And like threw in the apple, and as MJF walked off. You just saw Wardlow's face, like, like looked up, like he could literally punch the guy in the face, and then mm. decided to disintegrate the apple. Yeah, he did. He which did. He crushed I'm beginning apple. to think that he's thinking that was MJF's head. So we probably so. Still, still not. It may have gone away, as in mm. it may have like got you know other stuff laid on top of it, but it's still there. It is still there, and I'm so glad that they've not forgot about that because I still can't wait for that moment. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that it's that little that little thing that just waves at you every now and then, just to remind mm. you, hey, let you know I'm still here. It's, it's yeah, still yeah. gonna happen at some point. Still gonna I, be I do, beautiful. Yep. Yep. I, I hope they. I hope they still. They still give it a while before they. They do it. I'm, I, know I it's think not they're hundred percent right going to give it a while because they've got all the pinnacle stuff going on. Yeah. Plus, there's just there's too much else. Big. Too many. Obviously, yeah. big things about right around the corner. You you want to save that Wardlow moment to where it can really get the spotlight it deserves because mm. I think he's really important for this company moving forward mm. as MJF is. Uh, mm-hmm. But you want to give Wardlow that moment where it's not overshadowed by anything else. So yeah. let's wait till we get through a lot of these big stories and let I'm things. Lo- it's not even going to be yeah. on their minds until next year. No, yeah, obviously, yeah, not at least until next year. Uh, but he, but they keep reminding us it's coming. One day it's he's going to snap and and destroy MJF. We shall rejoice. It's going to be glorious. So, yeah, uh, man. And we did some rejoicing uh, in this next match. Not not the way the match ended necessarily for the people who do not like the elite, but Dante I am Martin. One of the people. Yeah, folks, Dante Martin. Oh my goodness, like, this kid. He, it's, <sighs> I just, I love that he's given this spot. You know, he's 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 put in this spot because his brother's injured right now. I think it's yep. an Achilles situation, so he mm-hmm. may be out for a while. He's getting this opportunity because of something bad, but he's making the most of his opportunity. Yeah, and he's being put in a spot that allows him to shine too. Because even in the elite winning this match, mm-hmm. this is an, a great example of somebody losing, but looking ten times better than they a hundred percent than they would beating somebody else. You know, yeah. beating a lesser opponent, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, just a star making 
moment tonight for Dante Martin. And we've said that about him before. Yeah. It's like this was even better I, I than mean, his last performance. I think yeah. I replied to um, Michael Sidwick of What Culture's um, tweet about this saying, he's going to mm-hmm. be, Dante Martin is going to be somebody that we talk about, like we talked about Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, MJF, and Jungle Boy in like a few years. He is on that trajectory at the moment where mm-hmm. he is like the next kind of, you know, homegrown type yeah. of talent for AEW that is going to be kind of going to be in Sammy Guevara and Darby Allens and MJF's and Jungle Boy's place mm-hmm. in a few years' time when the next gen come up. Um, yep. and he's even, amazing. Mm-hmm. And even outside the company, I, I, on Twitter, I, I saw a lot of people comparing him to Ricochet mm. and to Will Ospreay. Mm. And, you know, that's you're talking about Will Ospreay, that's that's some serious conversation we need to have because he's a special, special talent yeah. in the ring. Um, so even to have at 20 years old to have people, you know, even mm. talking about you in the same breath as Will Ospreay is pretty awesome. Uh, so that's kudos to him for, for uh, his I, execution I tonight. I also love the fact that the crowd was 100% there. Mm. Like they were losing their minds over him like doing this stuff and i think to be honest with you i mean the sidell brothers were there but i really think out of, and obviously like you know kenny and, mm-hmm. and nick but yeah, I think out yeah. of all of them in there he stood above everybody done him he was literally yeah. like it was like a yeah. spotlight was on him you could not take your eyes off him i yep. like how he got out of like, the one winged angel was wow <laughs> and you feel like it was you feel like it was designed that way too like it really was like going into this the other five guys knew the job is to really make sure this is a moment for for Dante Mark you mm-hmm. know like it was it was put together his, this is going to be his night even though they were going to lose and like you said the the crowd was so into this and we know Dante Martin's not going to win this match for his team. You know, we know who's going to win, but it didn't matter that the execution was there. It was so the perfect. Near falls the near were just... The crowd ate it up. Yeah. And when you have the crowd knowing what the result's going to be and still yeah. buying into it, they're doing something right. All, all six guys were doing something right 100%. in that match. I um, would love to see what he's going to be like as he like obviously progresses in his career, I can't wait to see him against like Jungle Boys, Sammy Guevara, you know, mm. them type of athletes that are kind of in the same vein as him, but not a hundred percent the same and just the bouncing mm. back and forth. I mean, you know, like when you watch a tennis match, your head goes from side to side. Well, can you imagine <laughs> a match yeah. between like, you know, Dante Martin and Jungle Boy? You're just been bouncing yep. around. Oh my goodness! Could you imagine him against Ray Phoenix? Oh, Ooh. oh my goodness! I think I just like made the perfect match ever in my head. Just, and if when that match happens, you make that commercial free. Do not go to commercial no, during that match. Do not go to no, commercial during do that not. match. Do not. Don't you do that picture picture on me? No. Actually, I say that it doesn't matter to me. I get to see all. Yeah, you don't have commercials. Commercials. <laughs> I appreciate you worrying about everybody in America having to deal with that, though. That's yeah. very sweet of you. I'm with very you guys. Sweet. I'm with you. Um, yeah. You're not mad. But now, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But by the way, the match, this whole match we're talking about is I'm the still elite. About the match. Yeah, yeah, we are. So I didn't even announce what the match was. It was it was the elite. You Kenny guys Omega. watched it, right? Who's listening? You know what yeah. who it was. Yeah, it's Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks <laughs> versus Matt, Mike Sidell, and Dante Martin of Top Flight. If you uh, don't <laughs> remember who this was against, then you really shouldn't listen to this podcast. Yeah. yeah. But hey, you know if if you if you tune in to us because you didn't watch Dynamite and you want to get a recap, then yeah. We're at least going to tell you who fought in this match yeah. and who won. Yeah, so, so if you don't want just, spoilers, just, don't listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, why <laughs> you be listening to this and not want spoilers? It's so weird. <laughs> All right. So, in the end, Dante Martin countered his way out of move after move from Kenny 100%. Omega. Uh, until finally he was caught uh, by V-Trigger and he was planted with the one-winged angel. Then Finally. he got picked back up and was hit with a V trigger BTE like combo. Combo, yeah. It was a V trigger BTE combo, basically. Yeah. All three of them converged onto Dante Martin's head. And uh, yeah, he was down for the three count at that point. And the elite uh, won the match. But again, like we said, it wasn't without getting that shine on Dante Martin. Oh my goodness. Um, but afterwards, in the post-match, uh, Callus, Omega, and the Elite start to run down Pittsburgh on the mic. They're just running down uh, the city, you know, as, as hills do. Uh, but they're interrupted by Christian Cage, who, well, what we've learned during this match <laughs> is the what did number we learn? one. What did we learn? The number one contender. Yeah, it is. Uh, and he will, is Christian Cage. Yeah, and that he will be. Getting a shot at uh-huh. Kenny Omega's AEW World Title uh-huh. at All Out, but uh-huh. we'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> they say they're saying that he will get a shot at Kenny Omega's AEW World Title at All Out. That's what they're telling us. Um, Callus says, <laughs> Callus tells him, "There's ten of us," and his his math may have been off a little bit. There's ten of us, and there's one of you. And with that, out came Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, who happened to be the... <laughs> exactly. I'm waving my arms right now. You can't see it, but I am. Who happened to be the new number one contenders for the tag titles. And they came mm-hmm. out to back up Christian. And after starting a, a Jagoff chant from the crowd, must be a Pittsburgh thing. I'm still not familiar with that. But the crowd got into it. Um, much to the dismay of the elite, uh, Christian dropped a bombshell. Not only is he facing Omega, supposedly, supposedly facing Omega at All Out for the AEW World title, supposedly. Mm-hmm. But in the first ever Rampage match this Friday, he's facing Omega for the Impact title. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Jungle Boy also threw in after the music started and then the music stopped again. Music started and stopped again a lot during this. It's great. I loved it though. Uh, but Jungle Boy, after the music stopped one of the times, Jungle Boy also mentioned that the TK had signed a match for uh, Dynamite next week. It was Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks for the AEW tag team titles. And then the music started back up and then stopped again. Uh, Kenny Omega, who was <laughs> Kenny was really saying, up his bit. <laughs> yeah, he was saying the oh chance for actually no. He was like, are you saying oh? Are you going no? no. And then I was looking at him going, 
<laughs> bump on uh, that too many times, Mr. Omega. <laughs> okay, so so what do you think about all this? Oh and the fact God. that they I lied to us up. about that all-out main event. They are lying to us. It's still you know, not happening. When, when that happened, right, when Christine Cage came out, it's like, oh, I am challenging you for the world title at All Out. I just went, I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never let go. I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm still not letting go. There's, if you don't know what we're on uh, about, you want to see okay. the tweets between us. Yes. Yes, and, said, and listen to the last two shows. Has got in on as well now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's not just letting the best go ever. Oh, I know. Oh. I'm I'm Rose, and I'm <laughs> hanging on to Jack. I'm not letting go. And Jack is um, the AW belt that's being fought against who? <laughs> it's who? right now Christian. They say Christian. But your theory but, is <laughs> look here 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 it is. Look, okay. Yeah, it's it's still happening. It's still okay. happening. I mean, this is this is why. This is this is why. You know, I I did my whole thing about why I think the the the, the elite made the challenge, Kenny Omega made the challenge to Dark Order and and Hangman on a page and the way he worded it, it was worded that Hangman was actually losing a shot at the tag titles because he didn't say you're gonna lose your shot at the AEW World Title. That's where I'm. I'm planting my flag there. Now that that was not what was on the disc. No, it was not. So that part I was wrong about, but it still doesn't mean I'm wrong about what I said, though. Uh, that could still be a thing because Hangman was still trying to tell Kenny Omega and the Elite something when he got interrupted. So there's something he wanted to reveal to him, and I still think that's what it is. However, and this is why I think this supports my argument. This this announcement, I think, supports my argument. Hear me out. Because you this think Friday... That, you think this supports your argument? The fact yeah, that yeah, yes, yes. something completely different. No, yes, you hear me? Yes, that's that's <laughs> wait, how wait, logic wait, works. Wait, wait. They never really... You've noticed they never really like, threw up the big graphic and hammered home that it's Christian versus Omega it all out. You think they would have if it's actually what's going to happen. They actually kind of downplayed it a bit. They didn't go over the top. Whoa, just sign the main event. You know, blah, blah, blah. they didn't do that because it's not happening. Also, it's also under all, month away. it's a swerve. It's a swerve though. But still, if you announce the world title match for the pay per view, you're putting it in lights. You know, it's but it here. But this 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 too. How often do they do? matches like they do a match and then a couple weeks later they do another match they don't do it that often do they no so why logic why logically would they choose for the impact title with the same two guys and then give us those same two guys for the AEW world title match pay-per-view it's not happening that's why they didn't put it in the big graphic that's why they kind of downplayed that part they want you to think that that's not what's happening the swerve is still coming my only my only I'm, I'm almost finished. My, my only side argument, my, I'm standing 100% firm on the fact that Christian is not facing Omega at all out. I still think it's going to be Hangman, but if it's not Hangman, if it is not Hangman, it is going to be a challenge issued by Switchblade Jay White of New Japan, of Bullet Club, because they had a little bit of a thing in Impact. He's been hanging out in Impact a little bit, that's where it's going to come in, and that's why it would make sense. So normally you have the ranked opponent face 
you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're coming from another company. He could just come in and challenge and Omega accept or whatever. Uh, that's how they get around not going with the next person ranked. I think maybe if it's not Adam Page, I still say it's going to be. I still say it's going to be. But let's just, for the sake of argument, say it's not. If Christian's injured in this match for the Impact title, something's going to happen where Christian is not fa- I'm t- Christian's not facing him. They're not going to do a rematch. Then, if it's not Adam Page, and he is actually out of the picture right now, it's going to be Jay White of New Japan. And that would be that matchup that people would want to pay to see. Okay, I'm done. You know how... <laughs> Like certain types of people, the big uh, conspiracy theorists, <laughs> like Tim Fawcett. You're beginning to sound hat. like one of them people. AW it, is not a conspiracy against you. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Do what Elsa does. Let it go. Oh no! Oh, really? We're getting a Frozen reference. <laughs> yes. You want to build a snowman? No, not really. Don't like cold. Okay. <laughs> you think we're legitimately getting Christian and Omega at all out? Part two. Do you think we're going to get two matches of those two? Honestly, really? You know what I think? You think I'm crazy? I know that. But what else that, do you think? And also, I am not going to kind of foreshadow things with this at the moment because there's a lot of unknowns happening. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to kind of plant my flag in either camp just yet. We've got like under a month to go. I want to see how a few things play out. Yeah. Okay. So you're not going to make a call yet? No. So you were, so you, I kind of won you over the other day with the Adam Page thing. And now I feel like you're drifting away from me now, though. Yeah. I've got I do. The I do. Lifeboat. I do. I just feel like you, oh, you found the lifeboat now. And I, now I had you on the, I had you on the door, and yeah. now you're like, eh, it feels better in the boat. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's a bit drier. It's drier in the boat, and yeah. I'm still, like, my my legs are dangling in this cold, yeah. freezing water. Yeah, yeah. Um, holding on to okay. Jack. I'm, ho- I'm still holding on to Jack. I'm still Which holding on to Amen. It's really interesting, like, visual I've got in my head, because is your beard dipping in the water? No, my beard is not dipping in the water. Okay. My beard... It goes crazy when it gets wet. Man, I go swimming and it starts dry. It's crazy. I, you got to keep this thing dry. <laughs> keep it dry. It's crazy. You got <laughs> to take care of this thing. Anyways. Uh, yeah, anyway. All right. So, uh, next we had uh, Malachi Black, a promo from Malachi Black. It was a very eerie, dark promo by Malachi Black. And he says that he did everything he said he was going to do. He who speaks the truth is labeled a fool, but it was Cody who seems to have one foot in the grave. He said he'll decide who he faces next. And speaking to his future opponents, basically, he said that he'll make them feel desolate, that the volume of their voices will be so low, they'll realize they've been arguing with God. I like how black seems pretty cold yeah he's awesome isn't he <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, i i love this i i, I thought this was great it's just that moody man it just it's not specific to anybody other than cody there was the you know the talking about what happened between mm. him 
<laughs> he also got Halfway a boot. Halfway retiring, Cody. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the boot. Yeah, he's got the boot to boot. And There's also, for this. can we give a shout out to Mark Lee Willis, please, on Twitter, who mm-hmm. managed to tag me in this. So over in um, the UK, I'm assuming it's like kind of like a United Kingdom thing. Um, <clears throat> there was a show kind of late 80s, 90s called One Foot in the Grave. And it was huh. kind of this old man called Victor Meldrew, who was basically hated everything about everything in life. And <laughs> Mark tagged <laughs> me in this, he's saying, um, basically, did any of, of um, your British fans think of this immediately? And has done a gif of said Victor Meldrew um, <clears throat> from the show. And that popped me silly this morning because <laughs> I didn't twig that when he said it. <laughs> and now I can't stop thinking. And now I've got his catchphrase going over and over in my head. So thanks for that, Mark. You made my day slightly brighter. <laughs> and Mark is awesome, but I yes. have no idea what you're talking about. I, I just have no. I'm sure it's great, but I have no idea what you're talking. About. I feel like I have to send you a clip now of this show. You do. Just send it on over. <laughs> uh, it's so good. But yeah. Right. Anyway, so yeah, Malachi Black is awesome, and One Foot in the Grave was a pretty good show as well. All right, there we go. We got show references, movie references. That's um, what all everybody came here for. Yeah, and our weekly Titanic references. Yes. Because, you know. I enjoy them now right. because after all that, they're probably over. <laughs> the ship ain't sinking, it sister. Will the officially ship officially sink on that sinking. day. <laughs> you shall see. All right. All right. <laughs> Next. Next, we had our uh, TNT champion, Miro. Oh, my God. Miro. Miro says that he forgave Lee Johnson after he defeated him. Uh, he forgave him like he said he would. Uh, now his next opponent can be rewarded a contract if he can defeat Miro for the TNT title. His next opponent is Fuego del Sol. Oh my God. This Friday, this Friday, on the debut episode of Rampage, he will face Fuego del Sol. And this is the word of the Redeemer. But poor Fuego, man. Man, you know, he... I literally think they're just they go over and over again. <laughs> I mean, he had a funeral on Sammy's vlog and then was resurrected back to life. So, Apparently. <laughs> you know. Okay. Um, I did put a tweet out after um, Fuego. Fuego put a tweet out today. Well, I say today. Probably last night. <laughs> I'm going to get a job and win the TNT championship all on the same night. I'm going to take the God's favorite champion and make his night a living hell when I shot the world and win. It's my time. And I just quote tweeted going, my wish is that Fuego del Sol gets his contract and the TNT belt. But my biggest wish is that he survives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's. I think that's probably the bigger question. Not whether he's going to win and get that contract because it ain't happening. Um, it's it's that he comes out of this thing in one piece. Yes, please. Um, I I love this matchup though. I think, and I do. I, just, in all I theory, can just see it happening where he just like is flung across the building, and we don't see him again. <laughs> you know, like in like sports hall, sometimes yeah. you look up and there's like a ball wedged between like the rafters, and it's just like it looks like it's been stuck there for twenty years. Someone in like 20 years' time is going to be cleaning up where Rampage was held. Look up and Flavors and be like, 
Can you get me down? I need a lot of. <laughs> they just they just carry around like a, uh, a a dummy version of Fuego and just put it in the rafters every arena they go to. Yeah. <laughs> He's stuck in. A... Oh my god! He's just stuck up there. Um, but no, I, and I think it's I like it that they are working this Fuego contract thing as part of the story. He's because not going to say got a contract because otherwise this yeah, would not be yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, no, but but they realize that people are talking about it and people want to see that graphic and they they want that confirmation that Fuego they're is all elite. So us. they're da- they're dangling it out there like this in, in this type of match. I'm, I'm I like it that it's be- becoming part of Dynamite. I like it uh, instead but this of is instead of just being like mean. <clears throat> it is. It is. It is. He is. He's right now. He's becoming the punching bag of uh, Dynamite. I think we're becoming sure. the punching bag at the moment because, like, <laughs> TK's like, ah, will he get? No, he's not going to get the go. Oh, is he? Oh, it's ridiculous. Got to be, be quicker than that. It's like one of them stupid <sighs> clowns at like a kid's birthday party. I like going, oh, is it the bunny? No, it's the bunny. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, can't wait for this match though. Uh, I'm but sure this Fuego next can. match, yeah, I'm sure. Um, uh, this next match, uh, it caught me off guard. I mean, we, yeah. I, I knew it was going to be because Darby Allen's in it, but this is another one where I, somebody got showcased, uh, 100%. even in a loss. And it was Daniel Garcia with 2.0 with him at ringside versus Darby Allen with Sting. And there was a pre match promo. Where not only did Garcia said he's coming for Darby, but 2.0 actually threatened to take out Sting if he got involved. I thought that was great. On like, BT, on, though, they was like, I don't think that's the real Sting. No, it's not the real Sting. And they was like, <laughs> legitimately quite sure that he wasn't the real guy. I like these guys. I really do. I um, do. And I, I'm, I'm at that point where I'm like, I like them. But why mm-hmm. do I like them? Do I like them because they're funny and they're a bit weird? Or do I like them because, like, I genuinely, like, want to see them do well? Do you know what I mean, I'm not sure if I've got yeah, my, yeah. my heel side or on the good guy no. side just yet. Yeah. Because, um, no, obviously, I likeable. see things differently <laughs> to everybody else. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. Um, so, I'm still at the moment, like, going, yeah. I don't know where to place you, but I'm liking you, but I don't know where to place you. I need they're just, to place they're like, you somewhere. Yeah, you just want them to be bad, but they're really not. They're just likable dudes, right? I like my ducks in a row. <laughs> All right. So here's how the here's how the match ended. Uh, after escaping an onslaught of submission maneuvers from Garcia, uh, Darby executed his over-the-top stunner, followed by the coffin drop, for the win. And then after the match, 2.0 went after Darby, but staying even the odds, even suplexing one of them on the ramp and mm-hmm. eventually running the other one off. So, yeah, 2.0 decided to get involved at the end, and that was a mistake. Um, even but you knew Darby it was coming, went though. a bit like... Oh, like, Darby went after him after they got involved yeah. with Sting. Don't mess with Sting, man. Don't mess with Sting. Do you know what I was wondering? I was just like, Eddie and Moxley, are they coming out? <laughs> you wanted three men and a baby to be a real thing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I just great. wanted to like just you know see him careering down, just like you know 
with the beer still in their hand, just like, right, we'll go sort it out. You know, rampering yeah. the kid again. Yeah, here we are. Trouble. What do you need us for this time? What do you need us for? Um, all right. So, any any thoughts on this match? Other, other, I just want to point out that Daniel Garcia looked amazing in this match. Yeah, a hundred percent. I like this guy. I really do. I mean, he literally went toe to toe with Darby for a very long time. Um, there were some moments. Maybe I was looking at it wrong, but it looked like he was kind of talking to himself throughout the match, and I'm not sure if he was actually talking to Darby, like he was mouthing off at him, or. But it, to me, it looked like he was like trying to. T- he was talking to himself a little bit, and I was like, you know what? I like that. That's cool. I don't know if it was like an edge he was trying to add to his character. I dug the whole. If he was talking to himself, keep it up. I like that. Thought it was cool. I do that. Is that okay? Mm, yeah, I'm on yeah, my own totally fine. in the house, and I no, have conversations no. with myself. I well, have conversations I do t- with well, the dog. I do too. Like, like it, and that's I've like I'm at work. I've like. Like I having a conversation, like thinking something in my head, and then I'll say it out loud, and I go, "What? Oh, that's a never mind." So I'm not like really oh, you're, talking. No, but I I'm, mean, I legitimately answer myself, and I have full blown conversations. Yeah. Do you do you win those arguments? Depends if I'm arguing with myself or the dog. Okay. <laughs> the dog wins most of those arguments, huh? Yeah. Go win. Go Winston. Go Winston. <laughs> I, I like that edge for that character though i think it was yeah that's what he was doing keep it up because i like that so and if that's what you're doing keep it up i like that because <laughs> it's good for you yeah all right uh next we had the death triangle in the back pack was back with them pack penta Yay. phoenix all, all back together back together something always split up back together so often like there's you know we haven't seen enough of them together all the time on a regular basis. I feel basis. like they need, need like, a... some like, couple counseling. Yes, something. Uh, we don't want their counselor to be Andrade or Shava. No. Please, no. So they're in the back, and uh, Pac wants the Lucha Brothers to let him worry about Andrade. He wants Pitts and Phoenix to focus on the tag titles because they deserve gold. I agree. I agree that they do. They need to wait until after Proud and Powerful get it, but they do deserve gold. Uh, then Pac said that if Andrade wants to go, Pac won't be too hard to find. So come find me. What do you <laughs> think about this? <laughs> um, yeah, it was mm-hmm. good. I, you know, I'm not a fan of these type of how the shot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels a bit too mm. e for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got you. But yeah. Um. Uh. I just want to see where this is going because it feels like it's now started to drag a little yep. bit. I, the fact that when he said he, he thinks they deserve, they need to focus on the tag team gold uh, or the tag titles because they deserve gold. I'm, I'm hoping, again, I'm, we know they're not going to get the tag titles. We know they're bringing no. in trios titles eventually. So I'm hoping him saying they need to focus on getting gold eventually. We'll see that. Those three with gold, when those yeah. three titles come in, maybe that's you know, that's mm. where it's leading. We'll see though. We'll Hundred percent. Yep. Uh, next we had Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Wheeler Utah versus Matt Hardy and Private Party. 
and uh and uh, you know this is like the third match on this card where it feels like somebody was being showcased and mm-hmm. wheeler utah again it feels like this was a showcase for him and he, he showed out and i i've read recently where and i might have sent the stuff to you too where he had a trial with wwe and something yeah, didn't work out me, yeah yeah and i'm not sure if it it was kind of reported that the way nxt's changed i don't want to go into a bunch of that that they're changing the type of people they're looking for mm. so they weren't looking for somebody like wheeler utah and then you watch the guy go and you're like what the crap are they looking for mm. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean he's great i just uh, anyways i just i, I think uh, i'm not gonna go all into that but i just i think there uh, there may be a mistake made if they're passing up on people of that kind of caliber but yeah it is what it is um but in the end private party hit the uh, gin and juice on utah uh, but Orange Cassie broke up the pin and began handing out orange punches until Hardy climbed in and used one member of Private Party as a battering ram to eliminate Orange Cassie and hit the twist of fate on Wheeler Utah for the win. So uh, how did you like this trios matchup? Yeah, this is one of the matchups to me that just, it seems to just like keep happening, but there's not like a legitimate full-on feud reason apart from mm-hmm. they're just having like continuous beef with each other yeah um doesn't yeah. really seem to be actually any obvious conclusion to how this is gonna yeah. to, like to end um but yeah i mean it was great um but one thing i do love is whenever like Matt Hardy comes out is his music. <laughs> I know this is really weird. Ricky yeah. Ruckus did that entire song. It's a legit song mm-hmm. you can get. It's a video and it's on my playlist. Uh, yeah. And every time I hear it, I just have to have a little wash on my own. And that's what I did <laughs> at half nine this morning. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's good. I like it. And um, I just, I want to see a kind of a direction for this would be great. And I think, you know, we, we just got through talking about the trios titles eventually coming in. Mm. I think once they are introduced, like we see a lot of these trios matches, I think they're all going to start feeling a little more important, even Mm. if they don't have a direct story with them, because you'll know there's a correlation with these matches and the rankings for trios titles. I'm assuming Mm. there'll be a ranking for that just like there is for tag titles uh, so at least when you're looking at these matches you know they're they're vying for a title they're trying to yeah. com- compete with other trios to go up the rankings for those tag I mean, yeah. uh, trios titles because we see yeah. a lot of these trios matches and th- while there is a little bit of a beef it's not really a deep deep story No, but even the smallest beef at least there's stakes mm-hmm. for those three guys to you know or six yeah. guys to be fighting over uh, next, we had Dasha with Andrade and Chavo. You know, we just talked about Death Triangle. So here we have a little bit of a response from Andrade and Chavo. Um, Andrade thinks Pac is ungrateful. And so does Chavo because Chavo kept interrupting. And Chavo says that that Pac will find out who the boss is because he is facing Andrade at All Out. Andrade and Pac one-on-one at the pay-per-view. 
Now, haven't been as crazy about how we've gotten here, but no. that is a match that I want to see. Yeah, it Absolutely. is. Especially because we've only seen Andrade once on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel like he needs to do other stuff before this match. Yeah. I also feel like if we're going for all out, like I've said a few times already, it's like under a month away. We need to flesh some stuff out because, like I said before, it feels like we're just kind of, you know, plodding along with this and there's nothing really, you know, to get our teeth into. So I'm hoping that with a destination in play, there's going to be a deeper story to it. I, I I do feel like we're leading to some, I, you know, I've mentioned before um, there's that tease that uh, Penta and Phoenix are going to turn on Pac and join mm. Andrade. I think that's still in play. Um, also, you, you got to think that if that's not going to be the move, that are there going to be a couple of people that are going to join Andrade, new people who may start mm. a faction with Andrade to feud with Pack and Penta and Phoenix to help him help his side of it. Um, I don't know. That's something that may happen at at, at all out. Mm-hmm. If there's going to be a turn, if there's going to be a turn, then it's probably going to happen at the pay per view. So it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, uh, next we had a video package uh, about Problem Powerful and FTR. Um, uh, Santana says they were taught that if you get hurt. And you bleed, you wrap that wound up and keep pushing. That FTR better show up and show out next time because they're coming for blood. Problem powerful are here and they ain't going nowhere. So strong words from Santana mm-hmm. and Ortiz. Yeah. They're doing really good at keeping this going while obviously mm-hmm. cash heals uh, up. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, because you wanna you, you gotta think they're probably uh Looking at all out, possibly depending on how cash is. Mm. Um, hoping he's going to be okay by then. Uh, uh, you got to think this in the back of their minds. They want, they would like to probably have that rematch at all out, and whether he's able to go by then or not, who knows. Mm. Uh, but if he is, that's probably going to be a nice matchup for that pay per view, and uh, one that will probably lead to the winner getting uh, the next shot at the tag titles, possibly. Yeah. You know, I, I know you have Santana Ortiz slated for that uh, that New York show. Yes. Um, September 22nd. So that's where yes. we're going to get to. Then probably going to have to get through this next FTR match before we get there. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, they keep they keep reshowing that video of uh, that injury, man. We every keep, keep every time. <laughs> every time. I'm like, oh, man, not again. So next, at we least had that, the match. at least that oh, um, injury. At least they put it in black and white. They did. You're right. They did <laughs> black and white. Still doesn't make it look any better, but <laughs> it still just it still looks like him getting gashed open just in black and white. Yeah, it's yeah. like Darby Allen did it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, next, we had uh, Nala Rose with Vicky versus Chris Statlander with Orange Cassidy. Uh, we failed to mention that Nala Rose did run down and attack Chris Statlander during the Orange Cassidy Chuck Taylor with a Utah match. Yeah. Uh, that did happen. That's 
twice in back-to-back weeks they've they've used that as a way to kind of mm. bring a little more heat to the women's match. Eh, eh, not, not so crazy fun. about nah. Yeah, it's it's okay every now and then, but that's like two weeks back to back. They do feels like they don't thing. have ideas at all for the women, and it's yeah, I, need I, a little more. Than I'm that. getting frustrated every time I see something yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it would be the same way if there were men's matchups. Yeah. They, it's kind of like well, what, what, yeah, we, with the whole thing with uh, uh, with the the blade constantly yeah. attacking somebody with the brass knuckles, and then mm-hmm. that's kind of get the match from that and yeah. it's just not as crazy about that either it's the no. same same thing they need and since they're the women's focus is just on Britt baker right now you need that second story that's happening yeah. in order to build up a valid contender i'm still hoping that from the um mm. women's battle royale at all out i'm still hoping that's the kickstarter but yeah. my goodness we're nearly what Three years yep. into Dynamite, yeah, and, and with Rampage coming, you're yeah, gonna have. But I just feel at like least... you kind of need to, you know, this is getting harder and harder to ignore, and it was hard to ignore to begin with. Absolutely, uh, uh now, and the the match itself, I enjoyed though. Um, uh, again, you got to have, uh, you know, emotion involved in it to really get into it. Mm-hmm. But just the match alone, they, I think, they did okay. Um, yeah. The, it ended this way. Uh, after hitting a power bomb on Nala from the corner, uh, Statlander climbed up and executed a perfect Area 451 for the clean victory over Nala. Um, so, with that, do you think Statlander is going to be next in line for Britt Baker after Red Velvet? She definitely should be heading towards her, I personally think. I mean, she's a phenomenal wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like her entire like <clears throat> persona and everything about her is just like complete opposite to Britt Baker. It is. It is. Um, and I would love to see Britt Baker trying to do the lot jaw and then Chris Statlander just booping her. <laughs> I just get some kicks out of that. Um, <laughs> and like Britt just kind of like what. <laughs> like be yeah, completely taken out just like from the moment like what the whole boot thing would drive Brit oh, crazy so yeah I know um, she's like the female um, version of Orange Cassidy's little kicks she is yeah that's exactly love it. it's a great comparison love it <clears throat> alright uh, next we had the Young Bucks <laughs> and Brandon Cutler in the back, oh basketball goal in the background, and said uh, last week the EVPs, extremely violent people, struck again. Bye bye, hangman. Dang it! <clears throat> it's not bye bye, hangman. They they said it is, but it's it's not. Then then in six man action tonight, they showed everyone again how great they are. And next week, they say it's going to be as easy as a layup. And Nick went for a layup on that basketball goal that was in the back, but he got rejected by Luchasaurus. <laughs> and then Jungle, and then Jungle Boy grabbed the ball and dunked on him. The champs were left crying foul. So, what did you think of this segment? Do you know what? I should hate this in every single way. 
But yeah. I couldn't because I was generally laughing. Like at one point, like at the beginning, I was just like, "Oh, it's just the books, Malvin." After the, but then, <laughs> then when he tried to do the shot, and Luke just always basically just picked it out of the air. Um, mm. Fritz Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy did the um, dunk with it, and basically you got. Matt Jackson sat on the floor like a kid that's just like had his ball taken away from him, basically mm-hmm. looking like he's about to throw a tantrum. Um, yeah. And then Luke so just goes, goes eh. <laughs> I was absolutely cackling with laughter. And then like Nick's going, it was a foul, it was a foul. And then Brandon's like, no, he it literally was all like ball play. And he's like, shut up, Catlar. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's on the floor going, shut up, Brandon! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. This this is probably, and it's not saying it was terrible, but this is probably my least favorite of the Young Bucks little segments they've done since they've started with this new, uh, you know, the hillish, goofy Young Bucks like they're doing in your face. But even though it's my least favorite, it's kind of like saying this is my least favorite dynamite or something. It still doesn't yeah, make yeah. it a bad dynamite. It's still good. But this was this is at the bottom of all the other ones I've seen. It wasn't quite as crazy about it. Although the the saving grace to me was Luchasaurus at the end that's saying not I'm in my saying. house. Yeah, that's the, the, what I'm not saying. in my house. The Kimmy Matumbo line. Yeah. What I'm saying is <laughs> is to be honest with you, to begin with, it was just like yeah, young books. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. But just for the yeah. fact of the added thing of just like Luke Shorts and Jungle Boy just, you know, yeah. being smart baby faces. Yeah. I got such and, and a they, kick out of that. And just basically seeing like the books just like pouting and like mm-hmm. being like five year olds was just brilliant to me. Because they had to get their uh, their shot in because we, you know, we know they're not going to win next week. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. And the Bucks are going to retain. So, yeah. Making them look good there, get them getting the shots in while they can. It it, it makes sense. Uh, literal shots in because you know they've on them. So, yep. Uh, next, we got a, a short video package uh, about the Baker Red Velvet matchup, and it was basically Velvet letting us know that she's not happy about Baker being on top uh, because Velvet had to work so hard to climb the ladder to get to where she is. But this led into uh, Britt Baker joining Tony Schiavone in the ring. And that hometown crowd in Pittsburgh. Oh, God, they were loud. Or should we call it Britsburg? Yeah. Mm. They were crazy for Britt Baker. Uh, they had there the, as well. They were right there on the front row. And they had the, yep. the terrible towels at ringside around the ring. I think the first few rows had the terrible towels and uh, the DMD chants. Yeah, she is uh, – She's a star. I mean, she's getting these type of reactions wherever they are, mm-hmm. but that that hometown pop, it's a lot different than the reactions she got yeah. the last time AEW was in Pittsburgh because she was mm-hmm. that baby face then. Uh, well, man, she, the thing is, though, she's so over now. She's meant to be heel. But, but uh, yeah, yeah. Loves her. It's just. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're right. She's. I mean, you might as well call her a baby face now because that's the reaction she's getting. But she was the the in-your-face baby face, mm. like the yeah. forced baby face then. Mm. Now she was the heel that just is so good at what she yeah. does that people just love her. So, 
Yeah, I you're right. She think, really is. I also though. think because I think we're in this situation and it's not her fault. It's not AEW's fault. And it's not um, Hikaru Shira's fault. But I think because they waited so long for that title to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because Britt was so, you know, adamant <clears throat> that it was going to happen. And then she started getting over that because everyone was like, yeah, we need the title to change now. Like, yeah. we get, do you know what I mean? It's, like I said, not Shida's fault or anything like that. Just a situation that we was in with, obviously, you know, lockdown and no fans and that type of thing. I think it just got to the point where it was just like, we, we want the change. And because they left it so long, everybody's just like, she got over because everybody yeah. wanted her to have the title. Yeah, and, he, and she was red hot, you know. Yeah. Uh, if you think about it, you know, everybody wanted her to have the title. And a lot of that was was fueled by the fact that she st- kept herself relevant during her injury. Mm-hmm. The whole time exactly. she was injured, she was, you know, at ringside doing the stuff yep. with Tony Schiavone and still. Yep. So how different would things have been? Has she just disappeared yeah. for a while and then came yeah. back? Her, her staying her. Yeah. Her staying relevant and staying a part of the show. Mm-hmm. That, helped her because she kept working on her craft the whole time she didn't yeah. just stop doing things and come back That's, yeah that and also you, you can't be healed with tony shivani interviews all the time <laughs> you <laughs> can't right. be healed with a teddy bear like him <laughs> no no it's it's really hard to do that uh um but so baker said that um that she's always been the face of this division and she wasn't afraid to step up when this city needed a champion. And that's normally like, that's normally something you say, like, because the city doesn't have championships. It's like I'm stepping up because the city can't win any championships. So mm. I'm the champion. So you normally would say that like to get booze from the crowd, but that is not what happened. Like the crowd no. just went crazy for her when she said that. And she, uh, said that she, uh, presents to Pittsburgh hope. And when she said that she held up the title, the AEW women's title and the crowd again went crazy for that. Uh, Baker said, if velvet wants to swim with the sharks, she'll drag her to the deep end straight to the debut episode of rampage in the main event. Finally. And still your women's champion, DMD, but velvet hit the ring hot. And and she took Baker down to the course of booze, by the way. I know. Velvet, I knew it was going to happen. I, know. I just didn't realize it was going to be that loud. I didn't realize it was going to be as loud as that. But man, you would think she was the absolute heel in this thing. Yeah, and she's really she's not. She's guy. really not. But man, the crowd did not like her taking Baker down. So, uh, and officials had to pull them apart. So I just think this was an awesome job building up steam for this match, mm-hmm. which the match was just thrown on us. Yeah. Uh, but it feels really important. And it's going to be the main event of the first mm. episode of Rampage. That's that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. that That is, like I was saying before, like, in contrast to, like, the whole how we got the Nyla-Chris Statlander match, in contrast to that, mm-hmm. this is a step forward for the women's division. It's yeah. like it's the main event of a debut show. That's huge. That's Considering big. Yep. Like what else is going on, as well? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. like um, Red Velvet got that reaction um, by attacking Britt Baker. 
Honestly, the reaction <laughs> when the near falls happen with Brett Baker. Because, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. She must have gone backstage going, I forgot that. What the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, it's, it's, it's one of those. They had to go, you know what, Velvet, you're, you're going to get. They're gonna tear you up there tonight. Yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna let you have it. Enjoy so she, your main I, event. I'm hoping she. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping they like talked about this before and just hey, we're just let you know if you don't know already, they're gonna hate your guts. Oh, I'm fine yeah. with it. I'm hoping. I'm hoping she didn't get surprised because that well, would be a I bad le- surprise. I legit can't <laughs> wait for Britt Baker to have one a title match with full crowd. Two. A title match in her home city. Three, a title match for a women's championship in a main event of a debut show. Yes. That's going to be such a special moment as Mm -hmm. like the camera pans around. And and it's on a show that has Kenny Omega versus Christian Mm. for a title also. And Miro defending a title. Yeah, and that's that's you, know, you talk about how big of a deal that is. Like, easily could have put Kenny and Christian main okay. eventing that show, but no, it is yep. Baker and Velvet. That's huge. That's, this is such, awesome. like I said, this is such a step forward. Mm-hmm. And I, think, you know, these are tantalizing steps towards what is going to become of this women's division because it's about damn time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and while we're talking about the women's division, uh, mm-hmm. I, I know we talked about Ruby Soho possibly coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking it all out, maybe. Yeah, yeah. hello, Joker. Um, also, uh, Mercedes Martinez, we talked about her on the Q&A. Mm-hmm about how she's part of the NXT releases. She's wrestled a little bit in AEW. It'd be great if she came in. Also want to point out that uh, a former Impact Knockouts tag champion made her AEW debut on Dark Elevation during the, the tapings for Dynamite last night. And it's a big deal, in my opinion. I'm surprised. Okay. I mean, maybe I view her differently than a lot of people do, uh, but it's Kira Hogan. She was recently, they, I think her... Tasha Steeles, I think she was tagging with over there. I hope I got that name right. They just recently dropped those tag titles. I didn't realize her contract, that Kira Hogan's contract was up. And of those two, I really like Kira Hogan. I like both of them, but I really, really like Kira Hogan of what I'd seen of her. And I noticed that somebody posted a a, a clip showing that she was facing Hikaru Shida on, um, I want to say, again, I think it was Dark Elevation. It could have been Dark. I get those mixed up sometimes. Uh, But that's huge. And if honestly, if, if they haven't already offered her a contract, I would have I would have already offered her one before she ever had a match in AEW because I really, really, really like her. She's got it. She's mm. one that I think would be a sneaky pickup for the women's division because I think she's got star written all over her. Uh, so, yeah, if anybody out there haven't checked her out, go check her out. Like, look up some videos of her right now. Uh, worth yeah. a look. I think I think she's got it. I think she's got it. I think she could be a sneaky pickup. So. So look for that though, yeah. When whenever uh, this Monday, I think it's yeah. gonna be Dark Elevation when it drops. Uh, look for that match. Good. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we had a video package uh, highlighting Starks versus Cage. 
the the feud that's been going on between the two. Uh, oh, Ricky yeah. said he and Brian Cage keep missing each other. But next week, on him on Dynamite in the spotlight where he belongs. And Ricky says that he won't have any help there. Uh, but Cage Cage doesn't trust him, and 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 that's probably a smart move. Uh, but it it won't be just a man on man confrontation because Brian Cage says he's not a man; he's the machine. So I love Hook at the end. <laughs> oh yeah, what did he say? Did he it's say just, anything? He did Brian Cage's little thing across the neck. He was like. Boop. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember. If, Taz, I saw him walk towards like the camera. It looked like it wasn't planned, and Taz literally lost it <laughs> as he just walked on. Oh, it, it did tickle me. Yeah, it's 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 Hook saying things without ever saying anything, and as you say, it's, he never gets a word in. Match. <laughs> Goodness, oh, brilliant. Uh so, may have a little confrontation between uh, Mr. Starks and Mr. Cage next week, huh? Yeah, yeah. Anything to get some yeah. Ricky on my TV. <laughs> absolutely. See, see what I did? Because he's absolute, absolute, absolute Ricky Starks, and I said absolutely because it was. You see, okay. Um, the joke died when you started explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we had uh, the day Dark- the joke died. <laughs> Singing bye. bye. That oh. song died when you started singing it. Yeah, it died. <laughs> All that, to be honest. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, we had Dark Order uh, Uno and Stu Grayson challenging the Good Brothers for the They're Impact the Tag Team titles. They were. Uh, great, great match though. Great match. Uh, no, <laughs> and Impact EVP uh, Scott Demore was on commentary, which which is kind of cool. You know, we've we've had Don Callis, uh, he somewhat representing Impact, or he was until he got fired or whatever. But yeah, but anyways, he's one of the EVPs from uh, from Impact, so that was that was different. Uh, just kind of brought Forbidden importance door. to this match. Yep, Forbidden Door. Uh, but in the end, Udo and Grayson were going for the fatality on Anderson, uh, and they were about to become the new Impact champions when Gallows tossed in one of the belts and caused a distraction that allowed him to knock Grayson from the turnbuckle and eliminate Uno from the situation that then hit the magic killer on Grayson to retain the titles. So, great match. Uh, Uno and Grayson are vastly underrated, in my opinion, as a tag team. They Stu are Grayson, amazing. 100% is vastly yes. underrated as a performer. Crowd was so into this match. Yeah. Uh, some of those near falls, again. And this was one where you felt like the titles could possibly change hands. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, well, in my opinion, I was thinking like Impact could gain something from this. Yeah. Because how many people. If the Dark Order actually won those tag titles and then defended them on Impact, I, I think some people would. I mean, there's a there's a lot of people that love Dark Order mm-hmm. that could tune in just to see them over there defending the titles. So uh, yeah. that's where I had in the back of my mind. I'd convince myself that there was a chance, but I should have known better. I should have known better. Also, can I, we just I, say 
Brandon Cutler coming out with <laughs> with his little spray cans, and then oh. Colt Cabana trying to like you know shoo him away, and then Frankie Kazarian dragging into the back like a serial killer. <laughs> as, as Brandon Cutler frantically sprays as like a warning signal, and nobody came to save him. <laughs> It was just, it literally dragged him up. Like I was watching a horror movie. A horror movie, yeah. Oh my goodness. He came in with the hoodie and everything. I was like, who? oh, it's Kazarian. (laughs) Stop figuring survived. Cutler is... uh, Gold. Really, yeah, he's really playing that role so well as as the stooge. He does not get the appreciation he deserves. No. But... that how he how he got taken out by he was selling for Cabana and and Kazarian <laughs> there, and then I I, I retweeted a, cli- a clip earlier, and and I got into a g- good conversation in the comments with somebody I forgot who it was I was talking to, but anyways about about Cutler's uh, role in the whole thing, but mm. it was when uh, uh, Dante Martin it was one of the the near falls that Dante Martin had on Kenny Omega. Mm. And the crowd was eating it up, and they were you know, so close. Cutler on the outside was like videoing it. Yeah. And when it was the the near fall, he like almost like passed out. He leapt in the air, <laughs> and I was like fell to the ground on the outside because he was so. It looked like he was wanting you know Dante Martin to win it. That's what it actually yeah. looked like. He was like, oh, like when it was so close. <laughs> but his reaction was gold, and that whole thing. The the clip was about Dante Martin, but I was like, look at Cutler though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, color's I love, amazing. I love him when he does the BTE stuff because, like, because he, he, he videos it as they're going out swing, so you see like little mm-hmm. nuggets like you don't see on Dynamite. Yeah, but also I feel like Brandon Cutler is like the living conscious of the elite, but they don't <laughs> listen to him. Like he's like the legit person. Like, hey guys, this isn't right. Shut up, Cutler. Uh, type thing and. I love that. He's like the little Jimmy Cricket at the Elite. If they would, but no one listens to him. If, if they would just listen to Cutler, they would keep themselves out of trouble. That what exactly. You're Cutler really should be but the also, leader of the Elite. But also on PTA, he met up with Peter Avalon. And Peter Avalon was like, so you cheat now? And he's like, yeah, I cheat now. He's like, well, I was told you to cheat when we were together. He's like, yeah, I see what you mean. <laughs> so weird that they're just having, and he's like, it worked out pretty good for me. How's it going for you? I'm on dynamite. What are you doing? It's just like, I feel like, you know, when you're walking in a conversation and you feel super awkward because it's yeah. just like, you're not part of it, but you can like kind of see like the tension. And I was just watching mm-hmm. it going, Back, old, back out of the room. Yeah, just like, oh, I shouldn't be seeing this. Like Homer Simpson into the bushes. Yeah, sort of that definitely. Kind of? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, next, we got a promo from Camille, the NWA Women's Champion. And she wants to just let us know that she is the brick house. And she is hard-hitting and doesn't give a flip. And she doesn't think Layla Hirsch can get her off her feet. And on August 28th at NWA Empower, which is NWA's all-female pay-per-view, by the way, Camille says that Layla, the whole world is going to watch me beat you. So that's where we're going to get that match. You know, we were wondering where it was going to happen at. It is 
Layla Hirsch, Camille, for the NWA Women's Championship, August 28th at NWA Empower. An all-female mm-hmm. pay-per-view. I, kudos to N- NWA for uh, yeah for doing that. Yep. 100%. And mm-hmm. I hope it does well. hope it does well. Yeah. Um, next, we had Tony Schiavone. Oh, my God, this. With, uh, with QT Marshall and Aaron mm-hmm. Solo and Nick Camarado were with him. QT wasn't there to apologize to Tony. He wanted Tony to apologize to him for being so disrespectful. Then QT changed his mind again and said that he wants to apologize to Tony anyways. But it was for what they were about to do to Tony's son, Chris Schiavone, who was at ringside. Nick Camarado pulled Chris out of the crowd, and they held him for QT to deliver a body blow in front of Tony. While Tony was being held back. Tony screamed an apology, but QT didn't accept it and instead dropped Chris with a diamond cutter. And that's when some music hit. And actually, I thought at first, when he hit the diamond cutter, I thought DDP's coming out. Mm -hmm. I wasn't familiar with with Paul White's music, and I thought, wow, DDP's back. That's kind of cool. I don't know. But yeah, Paul White's music hit. Tony's broadcast partner from Elevation. And he made his way down. QT tossed Aaron Solo at him. <laughs> just feeding the giant, basically. So Paul White uh, grabbed uh, Aaron Solo and uh, delivered a massive choke slam, and then stared a hole through QT and Nick Camarado as they made their way up the ramp. So um, Paul White got physical in an AEW ring for the first time. See, this is like, I sh- again, I shouldn't like this, but I did. Um, I love the fact that on Sammy's vlog on this week, Cutie mm-hmm. Marshall was to- was using a puppy to um stop Fuego being mad at him. <laughs> he sat going, "Stop shouting! The puppy's here!" And like, come from the puppy's ears. <laughs> like, Cutie's got a new puppy. <laughs> And he was like, say hello to the puppy. And Q- like, Breaker was getting mad. But, like, QT was like, puppy, puppy. Like, this type of thing. So when I saw this, yeah. I was like, you should have brought the puppy. Like, that would have, like, helped the situation. Um, yeah. Obviously, dogs, clouds, not good. So, who do you bring instead? Well, you bring out Paul White. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He's that guy's like I love how he still yeah. climbed the ropes. How he climbed yep. the ropes. I mean yep. that yep. that's popping. Um yeah, poor Aaron Solo just like, you know, yeah. handed over yeah. uh, like chopped liver. Um and then mm-hmm. the entire time Paul White just stares at QT. So are we getting Paul White versus QT <laughs> at all out. Looks looks <laughs> like we're we're getting them sometime. Um, that was my question: whether it was going to be Paul White or are we going to get to Nick Camarado somehow? Oh, Tony Nick Camarado's the big guy. <laughs> no, t- oh no! <laughs> you just now you got the image of a tag match: QT and yeah. Nick Camarado versus Paul White and yeah. Shivani. No, no, no. Now they they did mention that Chris Shivani was training to be a wrestler, correct? Yeah, training, but <laughs> how far is he training? Has <laughs> he just signed yeah. up? Oh, he he's just about to finish. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. It did. It did kind of have the feel of of Arn Anderson's son, yeah, Brock Anderson, when he got yeah. kind of had that whole thing. And I thought about that too. I'm like another guy's son. Hmm. Uh, not that I it's mean, a bad thing. No, I mean, it, it happens know. in like normal life as well. Like my dad yeah. worked where his mum worked, and then I worked there, and my husband works there now, and my yeah, cousin yeah. worked there. Yeah, it happens in real life. It's just weird that it happens on wrestling yeah. TV. <laughs> that's why and that's why i'm an exotic dancer because my whole family have been <laughs> i've come from a long line of exotic dancers so that's just what i do you know oh all right yeah that now, got I've got, now i've got <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i've now got a now what, in my head. oh yeah so yeah 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 yeah, the, yeah sometimes you you do what your family does so it, it makes sense uh, <laughs> whether it's wrestling or dancing um the uh but uh, i mean are you are you excited though for for if paul white the first person he's going to face because he's only got so many matches that he's probably going to do in AEW. so yeah is, is one of those matches do you really want to see qt versus paul white i mean if i'm being honest I generally just want him to be okay. Um, I don't want to obviously him, like get hurt or Paul White. Paul White or QT? Yeah, no. Well, no. Okay. Um, I just think if you <laughs> did a match with QT, it, it can be worked really safely. Mm-hmm. Because QT is not going to be like, you know, bouncing all over the place. Yeah. Uh, and also, QT is yeah. a trainer, so obviously he knows... Yeah, you know how to work things in a certain way, you know. So, and I, I, and I respect what QT bit, does. Is it a bit uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would I prefer Paul White not to do anything match related, like as in like yeah. a full blown match? Yes, but then we said that about Sting. Yeah. Yeah. And he just suplexed somebody on a ramp, so... (laughs) He did, he did. If if White, I guess if you're going to give Paul White a win, then yeah, I think QT, I guess that's the way to go. Oh, he wouldn't be losing. No. He wouldn't lose, they wouldn't Uh, do that. So so I guess I think it's better to face somebody like QT if Paul White's going to get the win, because I wouldn't want to see Paul White getting the win over somebody like Wardlow. But the thing is... Yeah, that would... That would be a better matchup. Where you're like, oh, Wardlow versus Paul White. That, yeah. Okay, I can get into that. But you don't want to see Paul White going over Wardlow. If that happens, no. I want Wardlow to get that rub, to get, what, to get the win there. But you know? what would happen if, even if Paul White, I keep having to remind myself it's not Big Show. Even if Paul yeah. White. I had to um, do the same thing. Especially when he walked over the ropes like that. night. Like, big Show. Um, yeah, so. Even if he does a match with QT, I can mm-hmm. still hear the faint whispers of certain Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah. Taking a match away from Uncan and Talent. Yeah. But how often do they do it? Mm-hmm. And it's not for Todd. Hardly so. ever. Yeah. But you just know. That that is what's going to start. So if AEW want to go down that road, they have to be prepared for that. And yeah. as AEW fans, we have to be prepared for that because that is a point. 
the amount of like times that people criticize um WWE for doing it mm-hmm. but they do do it like every opportunity they can get um but yeah I, yes and no I would probably rather know just for the fact that I really just don't want to flip through Twitter and see all that naff over my timeline. Um, yeah. But it would be it would be interesting to see it happen. But you could do it I on do. Rampage. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I would rather see that. Mm. I'd rather see it on Rampage or Dynamite than at All Out. I really, I would rather I'd save rather it on the... Rampage rather than Dynamite. Yeah. But I think I that's just, a safe I don't wanna... space for it. Yeah. I just want to make sure it doesn't happen at all. I don't think you I, would... I don't think AEW yeah. that stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I hope not. Uh, I mean, if you if you if it was going to be an all out match, it would be one of those where I'd want to see it against a young big guy, and that young big guy get the win, not against QT Marshall. No, but I don't. But, I don't think. I don't think they'd even think about putting it on at all out because, like I said, they've got so much coming up. Yeah. With a lot more story to those matches that are going to be on All Out. so A lot more stories to start. Mm-hmm. Like how they're going to get this Hangman thing back on again. Um, Not what I was referring to, but okay. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then they... they sh- I was surprised to see this, and I like that they did it. They showed footage of Joey Janela turning on Sonny Kiss. Yes. His- his former tag partner that happened last Monday on dark elevation. Mm-hmm. Interesting that they showed that because they normally don't show a whole lot of elevation or dark footage. Uh, so I, I was glad to see them get that, get that spot. Cause that was a, uh, a big moment cause they've been tagging together for a while. Yeah. And also uh, sometimes they do that from like dark. If something's moving to dynamite. Yep. Could be a tip off. So could we, we see may... Janela's coming back to Dynamite? Because don't forget, if some stories end at mm-hmm. All Out, they've got stuff to move in. Mm-hmm. So not saying it's happening. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, but don't just... do things by accident. And they were just telling the Dynamite audience that Joey Janela is still a bad, bad boy. Yeah. So if if you need a heel to uh to put in a feud with a face, then here you mm-hmm. go. Joe Janela might be that guy. I, I mean, I wouldn't be totally against seeing a full-out feud with uh, Joey Janela and Darby Allen. I know that they're meant to be both heels, but <laughs> Joey Janela against Malachi Black. That That's interesting. Uh, go the other way, because I know Malachi Black has mentioned that he would like to work with Sonny Kiss. Mm. What if uh, Malachi Black goes after Sonny. Sonny just got you know, blasted by former tag partner, so mm. you know, we talked about Malachi maybe preying on somebody when they're weaker. You know, Sonny yeah. may be down right now, so it's, it's Malachi swooping in to uh, to, uh, you, know, you know, if you want to get some heel heat on Malachi Black, everybody likes Sonny Kiss. They love Sonny Kiss, so that's a way to do it. You could. So yeah, I don't know. Get still some heel probably heat. wouldn't be able to do heel heat for Malachi Black. <laughs> oh, I know. I know you. <laughs> I know you wouldn't, but somebody might. You might get some heel heat from. What you mean is 20, like 99.9% 20... of the population of AEW fans would get heel heat for Malachi Black. And there's me 0.01% going, yay, Malachi. <laughs> and you're going, 
Beat Sonny Kiss! Yeah! <laughs> Got my little school mask on and everything. Poor Sonny, though. Come on! All right. Um, Be at one with the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> then we got to the main event of the evening. Chris Jericho versus Wardlow with MJF at ringside. The fourth labor of Chris Jericho. Uh, as we said, MJF is at ringside to make sure it was an absolute fair fight. It's not exactly what happened. Yeah, so... The, the match, I mean, a lot of the match, the majority of the match was basically Wardlow just annihilating Jericho. Uh, power bomb after power bomb after power bomb. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how many times Jericho got power bombed. Uh, a lot. I know that. Um, but so Wardlow eventually hit the F10 on Jericho, but didn't go for the pin. Instead, Wardlow picked Jericho up in the corner, went for the casualty of war, but Jericho countered it into the walls of Jericho. Is it still called the walls of Jericho? Yeah, okay. I still call it the walls of Jericho. All these call it. I'm not. I'm I can't sure remember it's what the they lion, said. Lion tamer, but I'm I'm not okay. 100 sure. All right. The submission. So there you go. He got him in that submission move that looks a lot like the walls of Jericho. <laughs> uh, may it may be called the lion tamer. So. It may be called the walls of Jericho. <laughs> Depends could, what year you're in. It <laughs> uh, So, but MJF broke it up. Then he, he came into the ring and Aubrey called him trying to sneak into the ring and kicked him out. Crowd went crazy. MJF's getting kicked out of there. And while, while Aubrey's caught up arguing with MJF, uh, Jericho gets Floyd the Bat into the ring, hits uh, Wardlow with it. Doesn't quite knock him out, which makes Wardlow look, you know, even more beast-like. Wardlow's just kind of dazed. But then uh, Jericho connects with the Judas effect. And as we know, nobody gets up from the Judas effect. Not even Wardlow. At least not when he's got hit with a bat also. Uh, but so, one, two, three. Jericho survives his fourth birth. His fourth labor. He gets through Wardlow. But after the match... Uh, Spears uh, comes into the ring, sneak attacks Jericho. Then Sammy Guevara runs down, makes the save, goes to town on the chairman. But Wardlow eventually takes Sammy out. That brings out Jake Hager, who clears the ring. Uh, at this point, MJF grabs a mic and announces the stipulation for MJF versus Jericho, which apparently we're getting next week. Mm. Not, at, not at all out, but next week. And the stipulation for this match is that no Judas, they will not Judas. The song will not be played as Jericho comes to the ring. So as he said to the fans, you idiots can't sing along to your favorite. You will hundred percent. No, they're going to sing it for him. That's, that's what they're banking on. You know, that's yeah. what they're banking on. So well, also just like, yeah. <laughs> Any, anybody, anybody, um, also, Jericho cannot use the Judas effect. And if he uses the Judas effect, uh, MJF wins automatically. The next week, we will see Jericho's successor, and his name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. So we're getting it next week. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Didn't see that coming, did you? No, I didn't. I was a bit like, Excuse me, did you get the day wrong? <laughs> Hello? Which, which makes me think 
that something's going to happen in mm. that match where it's not going to quite. I know they don't do non finishes, but mm. something's going to happen where you have to have another one at all out. Something that's we got to have MJF versus Jericho at all out. And it, this is going to be just a regular match, you know, regular wrestling match, but just with the stipulations on there that so. Do we get some type of cage match or something with them at all out? There's got to be something. I have. No I don't know. Idea this can't. It can't be. It can't be it. It can't be it. I have zero idea. But what I will say is, though, is this is going to expose me as a human. I think. Um. What You're I will human? say is, yeah. What I will say is, the way MJF was like, he's not allowed um to do the Judas effect. You're not allowed Judas music. And if you use the Judas effect, I automatically win. It sounded like mm-hmm. me when I was like seven years old telling my cousin that if she didn't play with me, I'm going to go tell her mom on her. And then she had to follow my rules. And she's like, by the way, like my cousin's like, what? Three years younger than me. And <laughs> so, um, and she was like, <laughs> and she was, she was like, no, I don't want to play. I was like, yeah, but you have to do this and you have to do this and you have to say that and you have to do this. I'm an only child, so I never really got to play with a lot of kids, except if I, I went to a friend's <laughs> house or, you know, school. Um, so when I had my little cousin, it was like having a little sister that I could just boss around. Anyway, so. Wow. You, no, I, I, you know. I used to do this a lot. This <laughs> it's this sounds like this podcast is what this sounds like. <laughs> it, I. I remember, you know, us talking like, hey, you want to do a podcast? You're like, yes, but it's going to be this way and you're going to do this and you better not say this. You better do it this way and you're going to do this and that, that. And, oh, that's exactly what it is. I'm going to do my ideas work. Are you going to get mad if I say no? (laughs) I'm going to get mad if you don't tell the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, your ideas work. Exactly. So. So Gotta keep her happy. Like to do, she's like to do our side. But the thing is, though, is no one knew about this in our family, apart from me and my cousin, obviously. And mm-hmm. we went out, like, two years ago with my mom. And for uh-huh. some reason, we all started drinking afternoon drinks. It's a thing in the UK. And yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. we ended up spilling the beans that this happened. And my mom told me off from when I was seven. <laughs> And I was a grown-up at this point, and she legitimately told me off. And she was then sympathizing with my cousin. You should have told me. It was going to be And she was like, I couldn't tell you. I was really scared. So, yeah, MJF is me as a seven-year-old. That's the conclusion I've come to. Your cousin sounds like a nice person. She's trained to be a nurse, so, yeah, she is, actually. (laughs) She want to do do a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't like wrestling. Uh. I can win her over, I think. All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah, that, that pretty much sums up MJF's attitude. It, it was you as a, you, you as a child is what, yeah. MJF was, uh, you as at seven. Yes. That's exactly what he was, but we got to get to something else with this though. This has got to lead to something at all out. Got to, got, got to. Are you planting your flag in this as well? Not, not as, not as deep as I'm planting my flag with Hangman Adam Page versus Omega. Nope. Okay. 
but yeah, I, but I do believe it's it's not hey, next week's not the end of this. Come on, Aren't we no, we're not. We didn't go through this whole labor to get to a dynamite main event. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, I love it's not even else. a main event. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 that uh. It's slotted in the spot where the women's match normally is. Oh, right. that, that's the spot. But we are getting a main event, a women's main event at Rampage. Though, so. We are. Yep. Positives, positives. Focus on that. It's getting better. All right. Uh, and uh, speaking of Rampage, here is the lineup for Rampage, the debut episode of Rampage Ooh. this week. Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage for the Impact world championship just it's just i mean thinking about that the fact that we're on a regular basis having championships from other companies being defended on dynamite that's pretty cool it's pretty yeah. cool that forbidden door is awesome love it um but it's also weird that a brand new i mean when you think about it a, a debut episode of this new show for AEW on tnt the first match is going to be the title defense of another company. It's, it's still weird, too, when you think about that. Also, we're going to get uh, Miro defending his TNT championship against poor Fuego del Sol. Good luck, Fuego. Uh, yeah, and if Fuego wins, he gets a contract. If Yay. he loses, it's, he's probably in hospital for three months. Okay. This, is, this is the equivalent of there being this giant pool, right? And they take like this this key, and they say, "Woody, this key will give you free access to every AEW event for the rest of your life, and airfare to get to these events." We're gonna put this key at the bottom of this pool. I'm like, "Oh, cool! I'll get to swim in there and get it, right?" Yeah. Also, we're gonna fill this pool full up of man-eating sharks and blood. <laughs> Good luck, Woody. <laughs> All you can just swim down and get it. That's it. Go get it. Yeah, this that's what this is. That's what yeah. this poor Fuego has basically got to jump into a pool full of man eating sharks and just swim down and get this contract. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck, Fuego. Except I think uh, I think Miro's scarier than sharks. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I want to take my chance with pool full of man eating sharks and Miro. Uh, and then we got the main event of Rampage. The women's title will be defended when Britt Baker defends it against Red Velvet. Ooh. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for this to be a banger of a match. Yeah. Uh, knowing that they're closing out this show, this first episode, they are going to think they're going to put on a show. Um, it's, it's this may, I, I just, I build an expectations for this, for this to be one of those. It's, that it gets really close to how great that match was between Baker mm-hmm. and Thunder Rosa. I know I'm probably setting my 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 standards up there. I'm setting my expectations really high, but um, it's it's. I think they're gonna really. I think they're gonna hit a home run with this. It's one. also a history making moment as well. It it is. The cemented is. with that forever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hope this is gonna be a great one. I think it will be. Um, and then. Next week on Dynamite, it's going to be in Houston, Texas, and we're going to get the Young Bucks defending the AEW tag titles against Jurassic Express. Uh, Sean Spears versus Sammy Guevara 
that, that was a nice surprise. Yes. So Spears Guevara. Also, we're going to get a major announcement from Sammy Guevara. What in the world could that be? What? A major announcement from Sammy Guevara next week on Dynamite. Hmm. And we're going to have Darby Allen and Sting versus 2.0 in a Texas Tornado tag match. And if you're not familiar with a Tornado tag, that means you just don't have to make a tag. That's what it's always meant. I'm assuming it means the same thing in this. You don't have to tag anybody. It's just four dudes in a ring fight until somebody gets pinned or submitted. Um, so, yeah, that's that's great because, I mean, you think about this. This is Sting's first match on Dynamite, correct? Because mm-hmm. his other two matches have been on pay-per-view. So, 2.0 went from getting cut by NXT to all of a sudden getting a shot on Dynamite with AEW. They, assuming they're wrestling without contracts, probably. And now they're going to be across from Sting and Darby. But, you know, across from Sting in his first ever match on Dynamite. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. Great. Because they seem like two great guys, so they're getting this. It's a pretty cool history-making moment with, with Sting. I think that's awesome. So, yeah. Uh, two great lineups for, you know, one for the debut episode of Rampage and one for uh, Dynamite next week. So, between those two shows, we've got four title matches. The Impact title, TNT title, Women's title. And then mm-hmm. the AEW tag titles all, you know, going to be on the line over the next two shows. Um, so a lot of, lot of things to look forward to. And as we know, uh, there are speculatively some debuts right around the corner. Yes. <laughs> For, uh, that's just the ones we think we know of. There are some that could be not as huge, but could still be surprises. You never know. Uh, TK seems like he always has a couple of surprises up his sleeve. Um, even when we think we know, he may pull a, pull another surprise out without us expecting it. Mm-hmm. So, looking forward to these uh, these shows, and we're we looking forward see. to review reviewing Rampage for the first oh, time. Goodness, yes, next week. So, uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, also, keep an eye out for all of our stuff that comes out um, each week. Our Dynamite reviews, Rampage reviews, uh, Q and A's, topic discussions, interviews, and reviews and previews of the pay-per-views um also please give us a follow on twitter you can follow the channel at beauty x the beard you can follow me at let the beard play and you can follow sarah at strange underscore pixie you can all right thank y'all so much for listening y'all be good out there be good to each other and we will see you on the next one What song is in your head? <laughs> what song is in your head now? Her name was Lola. She was a shoker. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow ribbons in her hair. How did you know that was my there. stage name? <laughs>